Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to part three of our interview with Don Daneman of The Circle. Last week, we left off... Don was just finding out that he was going to get out of the reserves in time to go on tour with the Beatles. Let's continue on with his story. At that moment, well, let me finish. At that moment, (laughs) the United States government, recognizing that the circle and Don is in Andy Warhol's 15 Minutes of Fame, we better do something about this. And so the United States government (laughs) decided that the reserve requirement, instead of six, let's make it five. So (gasps) out of the blue, my six-month turns into five, and I was able to get on that tour. Are you just feeling like the luckiest man in the world, all of this happening? At that moment, yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, the whole whole lead-up to, I mean, the Nat, you know, seeing you guys play one of your last dates, you know, and and mm-hmm. the Brian and the limousine and, you know, they give you a three-day pass to go record. And, I mean, it just seems like, and then this happens. It's, yeah. it's a, what a whirlwind year. It was, it was this. really just an amazing thing that just happened. So, all right, so now I get out and we're going on, you know, and here we are now. We're, we're going on the Beatles tour and the uh, so the first thing that happens in terms of like, wow, we're going to get to meet him. We're going to get to see him. Wow, this is mm-hmm. incredible. So the first thing that happens is now we're on the plane going from New York to Chicago, which was the first show. Mm-hmm. And the entire tour was on the plane. It was a regular commercial airliner. I mean, it was chartered, obviously, but it was a regular commercial airliner with everybody on it. The Beatles were behind a wall in the back. They had it walled off. So we (laughs) keep looking back. We keep looking back. You know, are we going to meet them? Are they Mm going to come out? Uh Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, I'm sitting next to bandmate Tommy Dawes, Mm -hmm. um, who, by the way, has passed on. It was 2007. Very, very sad. Um, Yeah, it was really, it was sad. And so, but he and I and Nat Weiss are sitting three abreast. And anyway, finally, it's getting well into the flight. The door opens and we're looking around and there's Paul. Oh my God, we're going to meet, you know, let's be cool here. You know, Paul is good. So Paul now, Paul turns out to be a very cordial, nice guy. And you could see that because we're sitting towards the front of the plane. So we're, we're looking mm-hmm. back, not trying to be not that obvious, mm-hmm. but we're looking back, and there's Paul. 
and he he's shaking hands with people. He's smiling. You can see he knows some already, and some he's being introduced to. It's a typical mm-hmm. kind of thing. And finally, he gets to us. So Nat Weiss, he knows him, you know, through Brian. He you know he 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 knows right. him. So he he introduces us. So it's like Don Danneman of the Circle meet Paul McCartney. And we get to shake hands. Wow, Paul, it's great to meet you. We're big fans. So looking forward to playing, you know, a mm-hmm. little back and forth. Right. Tommy yeah. Dawes meet Paul McCartney. Same thing, you know, a little bit back and forth. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, and he basically, and he was very cordial, jovial, you know, and he smiles. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, guys, good to meet you. We'll see you. Certainly be, we'll be seeing you around. Back mm-hmm. he goes, disappears behind the door. And... Tommy and I spent the rest of the flight analyzing every one of those silly little words that got said <laughs> in, in that conversation. Like, what could we have said to make him stay longer? How could we have been cooler? It's like we really felt like we blew it, you know? Now, we did uh, get to hang with them later on in, in in the tour, but at that moment, it was just so frustrating. You know, we just. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Because yeah. you kind of want to impress them and be friends and you want to make it seem like you know look i can be here you know we yeah. can sit down and have long conversations and be friends and mm-hmm. you just don't know what to say now what i do want to ask is at any point did they recognize your song to you did you ever discuss the fact that your song was number two to their number one um that never well it never came up quite that way it was more along the lines of wow you have a good song you know, it, yeah, so they it wasn't did. kind of like that business analysis of, well, you're number two, and you, you made it to number two, and we were number one. It was more along the lines of, hey, you know, you, in the conversations that we had with them, it was like, you know, mm-hmm. it's really cool. You have a good song. It's really great. And you have another one that's starting to work its way up the charts. That was Turn Down mm-hmm. Day, which was our second hit. Um, so mm-hmm. that's kind of how those conversations went. Did, um, I guess, I guess uh, at this point, I don't know if it was uh, obvious. I don't, as I said, I'm not a good with the dates, what happens with the Beatles, but the, uh, they were writing songs and selling them or just giving them away. Was there at any point where you thought, boy, wouldn't that be cool? No, we never, um, no one ever approached us like, Hey, why don't you do a Paul McCartney song or a Lennon, you know, a Lennon McCartney song? No, actually, we never did. And now that you say that, I'm kind of surprised that we didn't now that I think about it, but we know we didn't. Because that, you know, they, as I said, they would just, you know, even when they were on tour, Oh, this is, you know, John Lennon was always like, Oh, this is crap here. You want this song and give it to somebody. Um, you know, and so I just wondered if being on tour with them and them liking what you did, the song Red Rubber Ball, if you know, mm-hmm. that that would have been that would have been cool. It would have been, been nice. Cool. Yeah, would have been yeah. nice. So, so you're on tour with them. You do 14 of these dates, and by the way, the my tour... recollection, my understanding was it was actually 17. Now I've heard people refer to it in different numbers, but. I always yeah, thought there it was more seventeen. Dates. There were more, yeah, there were more yeah. dates than fourteen dates. Um, I was just wondering if you had. I assumed that you had missed some of them or something. Something came up that you couldn't make certain dates. But you were the whole tour. Oh yeah, did the whole tour. Oh, yeah, okay, whole yeah, tour. that yeah. makes more sense. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna. We they actually opened for us on one of the tours on one of the dates, and basically what <laughs> happened was, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, what are you are you kidding? Did they open for us? In in it was St. Louis, and 
it was threatening rain. So uh-huh. it wasn't raining yet, but it was threatening rain. So the show had started, and we were about to go on. Mm-hmm. And at, just before we went on, they stopped us. Hey, guys, you know what? Looks like it's going to rain. We've got to get the Beatles on. Now, of mm-hmm. course, we're disappointed, you know, but right. okay, well, of course, we understood, you know, so we, we mm-hmm. so the Beatles went on, Beatles finished, and it still wasn't raining. So now they come to us and they say, hey, guys, you're on. You've got to be <laughs> kidding. You're really going to make us follow the Beatles. Oh, and you're, and like, and you're probably now, peeking out going, is there anybody left? Well, the here's, stadium, the, here's you know? actually uh, there's a little bit of good news in this, okay? In that, you know, in a stadium of I'm going to say sixty thousand, let's say that there were okay. sixty thousand mm-hmm. people there in St. Louis Stadium. Mm-hmm. There's no question there were many, many people filing out. But I would say, from my looking at it and trying to look at it objectively, and I think I'm a reasonable, objective person, I would mm-hmm. say that at least a third stayed and that means 20,000 people you know so yes. we play we mm-hmm. played after the Beatles 20,000 people stayed to hear us and cheered just as much as they would have cheered you know before the Beatles when we played and because we did well when we played people cheered and whooped and hollered and it was it was and a did good, they sing good along experience to Red you Rubber can't Ball? tell you can't tell if they're singing along in a stadium it's too oh, okay. far away it's 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 not intimate you know, I just can tell you that the cheers we got were really enthusiastic, loud. You know, yay circle, yay red rubber ball. Yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. it was a good little bit that we did. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're we're many minutes over, but okay. I'm sure everybody's following right along and very interested in this. But um, let's let's move on. So you tour. Brian Epstein passes away in August 1967, I believe it was. And okay. the circle disbands late that year. Well, we, we sort of think of our breakup as like the beginning of 68, but just essentially, yes, we broke up. And did this have anything to do with Brian passing away? Because, you know, there's a lot of controversy saying after Brian passed away, the Beatles just, you know... They tried to manage themselves or went into business, you know, Apple, that whole, you know, mess. And they just couldn't seem to keep themselves together because they didn't have Brian. Um, so did Brian have anything to do with your with the with uh, the circle disbanding? I would say it was an underlying thing that uh, Brian being gone made a difference, but I, I can't relate it specifically. It's not like Brian dies, we're done. It wasn't quite that way, but it was one of several things that just contributed to it. Just wasn't quite working out. But the way I kind of look at it is that one thing that the circle had was, as a problem is that. We were a really good band, and mm-hmm. if, if people came to see us, we did very well. In, the con- in our mm-hmm. concerts, we, we did very well, whether we were with other bands or by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But 
in most cases, because of just the nature of how we were presented to the public, we didn't quite draw the crowds that we needed to. And a really funny example, actually, is the first job after the Beatles tour, actually, mm-hmm. on our way back to New York was, I believe it was Mansfield, Ohio, at a club, you know, that mm-hmm. held, it was, a, I think it was like a half outdoor thing covered, it held maybe 300 people, and there was probably mm-hmm. a dozen people there, something like that. It was a real letdown. So because the circle didn't – it didn't have quite the drawing capability. But when they did come, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and we did have many successful concerts, but we had also non-successful. And so um, there was a – Yeah, sometimes that's a promotional thing and not necessarily the band. Yeah, it was was definitely a promotional thing because, like I say, when we did concerts and people were there – they loved us. We did really well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, essentially, it was a slow demise, and it was like, you know, I think we should just break up. You know, let's go yeah. on with our and lives. I think, and you, yeah, and you all kind of moved on to other things. You stayed in the music business, though. I you did. You wrote jingles. Yes. In fact, you um, wrote that wonderful, wonderful Seven Up, the Uncola theme. Well, that was actually that was written by Tommy and recorded by the band. And so, like, I'm the guy that's actually singing Seven Up, Seven Up, Seven Up, the Uncola. Um, But that was the very beginning of doing commercials. And it was, I'm going to give Tommy credit for starting that whole process because he was sort of looking, he had a great mind. And he was Mm -hmm. looking like, how do we make money doing this kind of a thing? And, um, so he started his own uh, music production company doing mm-hmm. commercials. And I'm watching him do this, and I'm thinking, you know, this might be a good way to stay in uh, – make, actually make money because the circle mm-hmm. really never – you know, you, can, you, you always hear about rock bands back and then. Nobody made money. You know, it was, the, it was everybody else made money, the record companies, right. the managers, all that. But the rock guys, they didn't make money. And that's true. We did not make very much money. Mm-hmm. So this appeared to be a way to actually do music, stay in business, and get paid. And it, and we uh, so I started my own uh, commercial production company, and mm-hmm. yeah, we got paid and we did very well. You know, I had a really nice career doing that. Is it and is that is that, is that was that your career? Yeah. Is that the way you you you? So are do you get to yourself retired now, or are you yeah. still writing jingles? No. No, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 well, as far as um, the, I don't know if you want to call being a part of the band of the Circles Revival being retired, but I consider myself retired, yeah, and, and, uh, you know, but nevertheless, being a part of the Circle Revival and going Mm -hmm. out and playing, which, of course, during Corona here, we're not, but um, it's, it's actually, I am now, as of when we're doing this interview, I am 77 years old, and I can tell you that I am blessed because I'm in good health, and to be able to get up on stage at 77 years old and rock out is a thrill. It is really a thrill to be able to do that. And I I would think you probably still consider yourself retired, but this is just fun. This is, you know, this is fun to go back and and to be able to – 
true at 77 to be able to do it i mean that's that's amazing yeah. in fact uh there is i i believe i saw tour dates for uh later this year are they all canceled we don't know yeah everything still- is up in the air you know i know that there are october dates that maybe because I don't, I don't pay a lot of attention to it until somebody tells me, all right, guys, you're booked. You know, one of the guys in our band is sort of the business guy of the band, and he handles mm-hmm. all that stuff. Now, I certainly pay attention, but um, so, no, we don't know what's, uh, what, what will happen when. Yeah, we just don't know. It'll be interesting well, I think to see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. It's exciting. And mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully I'll get to uh, meet you one day when you're out there on tour, when, you know, this is all over with or, you know, from way back away from the stage. So we don't, you know, we don't infect well, the band, you know, hopefully by the <laughs> time we get we won't have to worry about that. But I, I can tell you that um, I've already made it known that before we accept any bookings. I want to know every detail about traveling and about mm-hmm. the setup when we're there and about mm-hmm. social distancing because I don't, you know, I'm not going to take any chances to Right, you know, and make sure you make sure it's make sure it's your own personal microphone that you're you and only you are spitting into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, right. my, that's my big thing right now yeah. was watching people all yeah. talking like even in the Senate or whatever if you're watching something and mm-hmm. you know they take off their masks and they all talk into the same microphone. I'm like, excuse me, do you realize yeah, what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> you're That's all sitting right. on the That's same right. microphone. So, yeah. So anyway, you know, Don, it was amazing to hear your stories and maybe someday we'll, uh, we'll have you back and we can hear more details about, cause I know I'm going to have so many questions in my head about, you know, uh, if there's, you know, little things that happened on the on that tour and everything. You were such a great guest. Well, thank thank you, you so much. So much. Well, it was lovely to meet you and chat with you, Jennifer. And I, you know, good good luck with your blog. Yeah, it's very and you you sound like a very lovely person. So and I I hope well, we get to meet. Thank you, and I hope to to meet you too, to see you on tour. Okay. Everybody, this has been I Saw the Beatles. Are you still there? Hello? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.